Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Greetings, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip Podcast for the week of July 15th, 2019. We're sending out our uh, fondest wishes and warmest thoughts, warmest wishes, fondest thoughts, whatever, to the uh, Rust City Production Company that is on their way, and they're making a new Ghostbusters movie up in uh, Calgary. Very cool. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about Celeste O'Connor, Logan Kim. We have a Japanese cover of Hot Night. Boy, don't miss it. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keyboard? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Like his sets are awesome and his lighting is awesome and there's a lot of talented people out there. It's it's cool. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I love seeing. That's that's what I like to fill my time with as opposed to twenty million yeah. other things that I probably could. I remember doing. when I remember when I had that kind of energy <laughs> and time. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's it's funny. You kind of you ribbed me a little bit because Fourth of July we didn't really do anything and. Uh, but I, I posted to Twitter, you know, like, ah, I stayed home and went, and literally there was Ghostbusters 2 on uh, Up TV and uh, and Force Awakens was on TNT. So at commercial breaks, I was just flipping back and forth between the two. And uh, uh, and that was my 4th of July. And you're like, huh, guess you haven't earned that Troy Still Plays moniker anymore, huh? Or some, something to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do Troy. still collect toys, thank yeah. you very much. But. It's time It's time to, to petition Twitter. Can I change it to Troy's getting old? Troy likes to sit. Troy likes a good sit. That's what I yeah. need. My <laughs> yeah, mine can be, Chris's foot hurts for no reason. <laughs> But you got you got the socks. I saw you got the socks. That was the. Uh, it only helped for a little bit. It pains back. Now I gotta go see the doctor. Oh, no. Well, uh, I, I, I think it's all um, uh, my trainer. I come in with these aches and pains all the time, and he, he'll just he's like, "Were you sitting at a desk doing this?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, it's you, micro motion." It's like. <laughs> like I thought pain came from all the big moves but it turns out if we sit there just doing these tiny little things over and over that's the we get pains too and of course this past couple of weeks I've been uh, just driving and driving and driving and driving and driving and driving so all it is every day is I'm just doing that little dude that it's, makes it's, sense that little like the, start stop motion yeah the, gas the little pedal gas yeah. brake uh, motion with the foot that's exactly what it feels like it's well, if Brett Favre so. has taught me anything, you need copper socks. Socks made from copper. Yeah, or possibly magnet. That'll do it. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work. Yeah, totally. totally. Actually, what I find works best is um, we're, we're staying at uh, uh, Casa Stewart in Alberta, and uh, we don't we, we just cable ages ago because I uh, don't have the time. What's, what's the point? Pay for the internet, watch some Netflix now and then. But, uh, of course... Uh, the homestead has uh, cable, so I've been 
And of course, everything now has the, uh, I don't know what it's like there, but the, the Shaw here in Canada has, uh, it's on demand where you can just ask for large chunks of TV shows. Yeah. They don't seem to hold on to everything, but uh, let's see. Star Trek Discovery Season 2, plowing through that. Oh, uh, I need to do that still. Yeah. Started, uh, it's good. It's really good. I enjoyed uh, the first season, so I'm, yeah, I, I gotta. Uh, Barry, been meaning to get into Barry. Barry also good. That. Yeah. Uh, what else is out there that I keep? I don't know. Lots of stuff. So I've just been <laughs> catching up <laughs> on the, some TV. Yeah, especially if the weather, uh, uh, if it works out, because you know, nice, nice, uh, nice back patio. Got like a, one of those swing benches, like the cushioned uh, swing chairs. And if the the evenings, right, like if the day was hot and the thunderstorm is, is kind of brewing overhead oh nice just head side of the patio watching shows waiting for the lightning that makes for some waiting good for the- backgrounds for a certain movie that might be filming up there in the next oh. uh, couple weeks too yeah <laughs> actually well yeah, I think I've joked about that before it is the right time to get some uh, cameras up on the uh, hills overlooking the prairies to get some amazing horizon long I, I stepped out to, to the the cul-de-sac uh, outside mom's place and uh I guess, I don't know, north of, of Calgary, probably Airdrie or Red Deer or something, just getting hammered. Like, uh, I'm sure there must have been bolts hitting the ground and all that, but it was just every two or three seconds, sheet lightning was just lighting up the clouds and all that. Like, it was just nonstop. Like, when the, when a thunderstorm hits the prairies, oh my God, it mm. just goes and it goes and it oh, goes. Oh, that sounds goes nice. Goes. All right, see, now I'm jealous that I'm not there. Yeah. I'm going to come hang out at the Casa Stewart and... You know, uh, open open invite. I'll yeah, be, come I'll, on be, I'll be there tomorrow. All right, sure. That's I'll when pick it, up at the if airport. this were the Simpsons, you'd hear like the the door uh, close and the car start <laughs> up and the tire screech. And uh, but uh, anything yeah. to declare? Yeah, don't go to England. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, if you hurry up, we can uh, we'll go to the 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 stampede. Yes, you can uh, yeehaw it. I saw I saw uh, our our friend Eric was at the Stampede and he had the chuck wagon races uh, that he had some sweet video of and I was like oh, oh yeah. that looks like fun and well, also very dangerous but at the same time very fun very dangerous and it 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 sits amongst a lot of the other animal based events going on at the Stampede in that it's 2019 and there's kind of like a cultural debate about uh, is, yeah, is this why are we still doing this yeah it's traditional uh, but anyway, that's, that's been going on for I mean ever since I lived here which is like I was 30 say, plus that's, years that's, right? a, that's a debate for, for some other podcast not a Ghostbusters podcast we're killing, we're killing time, killing time. I, that's Oh God! I mean, if we put our minds to it, we could talk about Ghostbusters stuff. It's I just... think we can. I mean, there are, there are a couple of things. We do have some uh, some Ghostbusters twenty twenty news. In fact, even talking about if uh, Ghostbusters twenty twenty is the proper title of the movie, that's a, yeah. a fun thing that's coming up here. Um, and then we also have a, a video that our Welsh friends, uh, or actually the UK Ghostbusters, sent our way. So um, we'll we'll talk about that at the top of the show. We also have your voicemails. There's. Uh, there's there's a few there's one in there I don't know if you're trolling us or if you're being complimentary <laughs> don't know how that goes but and uh, a blast from Japan's past thanks to yes. our pal Naoki yeah so uh, yeah Naoki we're finally going to air that uh, audio that he gave you at FanFest so uh, oh, plenty yeah. of stuff to tune in for you don't need to turn up you don't have to worry about us uh, just shooting the shit about nothing here even though we're really good at that 
we really excel at that. <laughs> but uh, all right, so let's let's jump into uh, to the news and uh, and we'll keep going. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head, multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. I want to make us t-shirts that say Yahoo Bozo on it. <laughs> we haven't we haven't really explained the Yahoo Bozo thing no. in the air, and I don't think I'm I, I don't know that to. we should. I just want, to, I, but it can't <laughs> stop. It has to keep going. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody on GB fans was talking about. I hadn't heard about this book, and it was your your uh, your Ectomobile guy, and I was like, but it's great. And a bunch of people, got, I was like, I don't know, some Yahoo Bozo some wrote it. Yahoo Bozo wrote it. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyways, so let's news, talk about news, news. news. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, on on the uh, the old twitters. Um, our our Welsh friends, uh, and it's it's kind of funny because it comes from WGB eighty four UK, who I believe is one of the Welsh Ghostbusters. So I, I don't want to misrepresent uh, who sent it to us, but uh, he sent us this video from uh, the BBC, I believe. Uh, that's a film eighty nine report, sort of their. Scott Patrick, uh, Hollywood one-on-one, uh, version, uh, that they had in 1989. Um, and it's yeah, this a- is, this is when one of them's going to write in and say it was on ITV. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Or Sky. I don't know if Sky was I, around. I then, tried but, to uh, look up film 89 and I was unable to find kind of the, the pedigree of it. So, uh, yeah. yeah so f- forgive me, but I mean, it looks like the type, the type of show that I would have recorded on a VHS tape every single week, uh, that it was on. Um, oh, absolutely. But, so so check it out. I mean, we won't play the the audio here. It's it's a three three and a half minute segment uh, that that ran prior to Ghostbusters two being released. And um, but within it, there's a lot of really great moments. There's of course some some behind the scenes footage, you know, EPK footage that I think they shot while they were shooting here in Los Angeles, um, including that shot of the fire station twenty three that has. Uh, what we've now learned is Peter Mosin's uh, Ectomobile uh, out front of it. So that that shot that we saw that's on the um, the the Steelbook, the 35th anniversary Steelbook uh, EPK, uh, that's that was shot for Ghostbusters 2. And I thought, hey, yeah, that's that makes sense. Well, it also uh, includes uh, where did it show up? It showed up recently, but it was the the. The clip with the uh, the about the gift uh, the gift shop the, the gift boutique yeah the gift boutique um, although it goes uh, where, where where did we see that recently help me out here I'm feeling I I'm uh, I'm trying to recall too because I don't oh it was it was an extra on the the 35 as well I yeah think. I think that's Wasn't I think it? that's in the B roll that's on the because they put yeah. the entire EPK for Ghostbusters two on on the uh, the new Blu-ray Steelbook uh, but um, it was on there somewhere but this one goes. Uh, <sighs> No, it was on. Oh, where the heck was it? Doesn't matter. Point is, is this one ran a little bit further because it includes uh, bits of. We get to hear uh, Ray's answer when, uh, <laughs> when Peter says, uh, you know, we mugs, t-shirts, this thing. Motor what is this oil. thing? Yeah, yeah, and and Ray answers. You know, it's, uh, we refers to it as a slime. Slimeazuka. Slimeazuka. This is your basic slimeazuka, and then slime he, he rattles off a model number, which you can oh, it's tell. Got is a, a, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Yahoo Bozos, is that actually was that known? Is that did that make it in the book? No. Is the, no. This no. is all. I mean, I guess this is proving that I am a Yahoo Bozo because I had no idea that this model number. I mean, 
This is one of those things where Slimezuka, this is the first that I had heard that spoken. Yeah, exactly. Slimezuka, it's obviously not in a he, script, so. I think he called it a GB900. Like, oh, is that it? it? Well, it's both, right? Like a Slimezuka, he says, a standard GB900. It's like, yeah, standard. Thanks, right? Yeah, standard. You just you just made the first one. What, is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so, yeah, so, so the behind-the-scenes stuff is, is great. They have, yeah. you know, they have them filming that, that scene in the firehouse uh, while they're working on the slime blowers. Uh, they also have some B-roll from uh, Peter and Dana's date. Uh, again, speaking of where uh, Peter Mosin shows up, uh, they have got a little bit of, of footage from that. But to me, the kind of meat and potatoes of this is a, a two-shot interview with uh, Ivan Reitman and Bill Murray. They also have a sit-down interview with um, Sigourney Weaver that I think is exclusive to this this program. Yeah. And Bill's kind of borderline cantankerous like he he looks disinterested more so than he usually does uh when it comes to these types of publicity interviews um, yeah i it, it it struck me as he decided he was stuck doing it so his fun from it was he wasn't just gonna he wasn't gonna pull any punches yeah he's he's definitely not he's he's not giving them the gold that i'm sure that the camera crew was looking for uh when you have bill murray uh in front of you but um, it's funny because the setup to the clip, they do talk about why it took so long for the second movie to be made. And, uh, the host, uh, sort of attributes that to Bill Murray having a falling out with the president of the studio. And of course, once that president was ousted in 1988, then it, it made room for Bill Murray to come in and renegotiate a deal and get something that he was happy with in terms of a dollar amount. And there you have it. Lo and behold, Ghostbusters two is, is, uh, born, but, the best part of it is in this interview, Bill Murray is doing nothing but talking about, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to make money. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying Columbia doesn't really have a movie like our our movie that is going to make a money like that. So it makes sense. They really wanted this. And he looks directly into the camera. And he's like, you know who wanted this? Like, well, yeah. Bill, I think you probably wanted this too if you got paid. But um, yeah, he um, it was a weird mix of pulling no punches and then backtracking just a little so the bridge wasn't completely burnt like he made a point of talking about the real reason they decided I'll make it was that they this was the most fun they had making movies was as a, the group that made the first one yeah which had been come out a couple of times they all talked about it. they kind of decided sure we'll do it again because the first time was so much fun it's fun um, it, it's kind of funny and maybe because it's <laughs> it's fresh in my mind if you've listened to ross may's uh right man for the job when you, where he talks about stripes and uh he kind of deconstructs john winger's uh motivational speech you know to get the guys ready for their drills uh at the the graduation presentation and uh, he deconstructs it to the point where he's like, you know, this is kind of the worst motivational speech that I think I've ever heard because all he does, <laughs> he knocks everybody down and he calls them the underdogs. And, uh, but you know, he ends it on a high note and, and this kind of replicates that, you know, he knocks it. He's like, everybody wants to make money. We were kind of hesitant to do it cause I'm sure they all just wanted to do it to make money. Uh, and, and let's be honest, that's why we're doing this is to make money. But then we all decided that we have fun. He kind of does that same turn, that same like hard left turn, uh, in this interview that he, <laughs> that he does as John Winger, which I thought was kind of fun, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's, I, I love, I mean, again, this is the kind of stuff that will slowly be trickling out, uh, over the course of our lives and probably past our lives where things like this will have been unearthed on three quarter inch tapes or VHS tapes or in somebody's uh, collection somewhere somehow. And, 
I, I love I love when this kind of stuff pops up. So if, if you have something out there and you think it's obscure or you think that nobody's really seen it, make sure you boost the signal on it because uh, it, it was it was fun watching this today. I'm, I'm actually glad you guys sent it to us because it gave us something to talk about too here on the show because it's... Yeah, uh, mildly slow week. Yeah, slow week. I mean, we do have 2020 news that uh, we're, we're getting to, but yeah, so so check it out. Uh, yeah, All you have to do is either... Uh, Hop on the the Twitters and look look up the cross rip. We retweeted it there, or just go onto YouTube and search uh, "film eighty nine uh, Ghostbusters," and and it should come up there. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Check it out. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin, and I'm Chris Stewart, and I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters twenty twenty. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life. This is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. Yes, as mentioned, we do have some Ghostbusters 2020 news, some some casting news, and a, a few things for us to talk about here, but... Uh, I think we should start with the casting news, Chris, because this will be sure. an excellent test for us. Last week we talked about that we didn't <laughs> want to speculate, <laughs> and this this is certainly an announcement that makes you want to speculate. Uh, I think. Yeah. But, um, I, th- I think we're okay. Yeah. I don't think we have to speculate too much, and we can we can just sort of put it down and walk away. Yeah, so. exactly. I think we can kind of. Uh, surmise what we can and then we'll, we'll move on but so Variety broke the news this past week uh, that the last of the two or I'm sorry the last of the four kids uh, two two announcements uh, were made uh, because we knew that there were going to be four total kids that Jason Reitman had mentioned but we didn't know who those other two were and of course here they are Celeste O'Connor and Logan Kim have been cast in the new film um, and I'm sure everybody out there is saying who? Uh, because they're both relatively newcomers uh, Celeste has yeah. Uh, a few credits to her name. Um, she, well, let's talk about that in a second, but also Logan Kim, this will be his first major role. So uh, you're probably not familiar with him because he's new and uh, that's kind none of fun. Of us, none of us are familiar with him. Yeah. Um, so uh, the funny thing too is Celeste, you know, we, we talk about the the last two of the four kids being cast, but Celeste is 20 years old, uh, a pre-med college student. And uh, so it's it's kind of weird to call her a kid. But uh, but I think what what happens is that kind of pits her I think closer to Finn Wolfhard's age because isn't Finn like sixteen seventeen? Yeah, I think he's uh, those kids vary in age on Stranger Things, but uh, yeah, that's something that's come out too that they're all they're they're all in the sixteen to eighteen year old range, but they're all playing fourteen year olds. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think. Because when you look at Celeste's photo, you go, "Oh yeah, she she looks like she's a you know maybe junior senior in high school possibly uh, if if that." But uh, and then of course Logan looks a little bit younger. Um, but so uh, for all of the we won't really get into it. But all the people are like kids trying on proton packs, and of course I've watched Stranger Things season three, and I'm enamored with it to the point where I was folding laundry tonight and was rewatching the first uh, episode because it's it's such a great season. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it yet. I, I I really I'd be curious and we'll we'll let some time pass too because we don't want to spoil anything on the podcast but I really want to hear your thoughts on it maybe we can do like a an offshoot Stranger Things season three <laughs> like bonus episode or something but I've been absorbing little bits and pieces because of course they put on such a, uh, a full court press uh, promoting it and then of course people just dived it so 
Um, you know, nobody's running around in Ghostbusters uniforms, but somebody did notice. Uh, I I th- think possibly in the greatest walk down a cereal aisle uh, in the '80s scene <laughs> since um, uh, Manhunter. <laughs> like, <laughs> trust me on that one, kids. If if you like looking at retro cereals, go watch Manhunter. Manhunter, yeah. But um, uh, a couple of boxes of Ghostbusters cereal made it in there on the shelves. It's uh, there's a it. lot of that. There's uh, yeah. there's Twinkies with Gremlins uh, promos on them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what one of the writers was like okay it's, it's killing us we put a, a reference in there and none of you have found it yet <laughs> and then it turned into a whole day where each tweet was like a list of 20 things it's not the twinkies it's not the cereal it's not that like they, <laughs> it is it's <laughs> i oh, still it's don't jam-packed. know if anybody's found it yet but it's killing me but anyways but, um yeah so so i mean again uh <clears throat> for the for the criticisms that uh, uh kids can't can't wear proton packs because a proton pack is not a toy yeah, right at you, Paul. Uh, I th- like. I think one of the things we're not speculating, but I think you and I kind of need to remind people that Jason has said he's come up with an idea uh, that he thought could work. You like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't say that when the idea is I'm going to do the first two again. That's that's not how that works. So I think everybody's like, oh, they're going to put on proton packs. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. And then the other half of the of the, the argument is people going, oh, it'll be like Stranger Things. It's like, well, then that's you know that's being kind of insulting to Jason that his idea is Stranger Things. Really? Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Uh, that that sounds like you know his caliber of stuff. We'll just do Stranger Things. Uh, so I think. I don't know. I think it doesn't help, though, that he did make the comment that he envisioned a young girl putting on a proton pack. And everybody's like, oh, they're all, kids aren't going to be Ghostbusters. Like, I'm not saying a kid's not going to put on a proton pack, but I think I think everybody's like, like, like what? Mom's going to drive the Ectomobile so they can go to bus? Like, what? how does everybody <laughs> think this is supposed to pan out exactly yeah. right like uh, it's gonna be i think everybody's guessing entirely wrong i think they're getting worked up way too much i think then people are trying to answer that with the oh but you know what about the junior goes versus the, don't even argue about that like that's not what this is like yeah this this is good probably gonna be something totally different and i yeah. would be more inclined to argue that you know oh god like you could argue anything oh it'll be like monster squad like Sure, I guess tonally, if you're going to have kids run into something supernatural, it's going to remind you of Stranger Things, Monster Squad, yada, 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 right? Like, just, so I don't think it's that. Um, And really, all we know is, somebody else put this out, like, why, what's with all the kids? It's like, well, okay, we've got Carrie Coon as a mom, and we've got Paul Rudd as a teacher. Uh, The first two kids they cast and announced to us? Uh, Carrie Coon's kids, because she's a mom, and the other two, uh, probably all four of them, go to the school where Paul Rudd is, because teachers needs kids too. That's it. That's that's all we know. Speculation yeah. begins and ends there. And and no sense in getting worked up over what you don't know. Uh, why yeah. why tether your uh, emotions to something like this where you don't know it? And and maybe that's kind of indicative of not knowing anything about this particular movie is that. We're getting worked up over something that's probably not real. So just it's it's yeah. Fine, I, guys. I'm worried that people uh, will either hit on an idea that they really like and they're not going to get it, and then they'll be disappointed, or they're going to get worked up on about an idea that they hate, and then 
You know what I mean? Like they're going if they even decide to go see the movie. You know, you're going in sour. Going in sour is yeah. almost as bad as going in with high expectations, right? Yeah. I've never heard anybody said, oh, I absolutely hated it, and then I came out completely changed and loved it. At best, you're like, I had no expectations, and I loved it. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I, all, I, all I can think about is the Star Wars fans that were getting worked up that Luke Skywalker was going to be evil in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember that? How'd that work out? And it was like, what? Uh, <laughs> Do you know that, that for a fact? <laughs> and then now you watch the movie, and you're like, Luke was hardly in the movie. You spent all that time... Uh, uh, anyway. But um, so, so at any rate, <laughs> welcome. That, that's, welcome to the beginning and the end of uh, yeah, official Celeste news. Yeah, Celeste Logan, I hope that you know what you've gotten into, us nerds. Um, but... <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so looking forward to, to what they have to bring. And again, I, I last week mentioned that I'm really picking up some Amblin vibes from this and, uh, and look, if, if everybody's like, Oh, it's just going to be stranger things. Well, yeah. Stranger things owes a lot to all the movies that we grew up in knew and loved yeah. like, uh, Goonies and Ghostbusters and things like that. So, um, so let's the see cru- what, let's see what's in store. Yeah. The crux is this whole idea that it somehow this family, has an untold tie to the first movie. And again, that is just too blank of a slate to guess. People are trying, but it's like, we have no idea. Yeah. And that, But that is the area where Jason will give us something that's not Stranger Things. Do you know what I mean? That's not yeah. Monster Squad. He's got a hook that he's figured out. One that has made, apparently, every uh, 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 adult actor from the previous movies uh, cry. So I'm just, I'm happy to put my faith in that. Yeah, there's there's emotion, there's pathos, there's 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 a lot in that. So, um, so yeah, anyway, I, so. I cried at Toy Story 4. Bring it on, Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> there you go. Bring, bring on your best Pixar impressions. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's talk uh, about... This this whole I mentioned at the top of the show, um, IMDb has changed the title of this movie to Ghostbusters 2020. Now, you wrote this down, and my heart hurt. I <laughs> I didn't want to give it any credibility, and then I saw there I I, I lurk on Ghostbusters fans quite a bit, and I saw yeah. that there was some de- uh, not not a great deal, but some debate. Uh, as to if the movie is actually going to be called Ghostbusters 2020. Now, full disclosure, we have been, especially in our show notes, we have been calling this Ghostbusters within parentheses 2020 because it's it, we just have to differentiate somehow. So if you're hitting yeah. the metadata, you're you're making sure that you're hitting all of the Ghostbusters 2020 news. But do we think that the movie is going to be called Ghostbusters 2020? I don't think that that's the official no. title. Like IMDb no. is just being IMDb here, right? IMDB is being that a bunch of articles have recently started calling it Ghostbusters. Because remember, early on, they were calling it Ghostbusters 3. Right. And I think they ran smack dab into the first thing that we, because we talked about this very early on. What the heck do you call this thing? Because um, a lot of people, we we call it, you know, uh, Answer the Call or Ghostbusters 2016 or whatever. We have a bunch of ways of distinguishing that one. But some people in their head see it because in their own uh, understanding of the you know, the chronological flow of time, that one is the third one, right? Right. Like especially new fans. They're like, oh, this is the third one. So when we're talking, yeah, it makes more sense to just go Ghostbusters 2020 because then everybody knows we're not talking about 2016. We're not talking, you know. And at the same time, if we were starting to say Ghostbusters 3, people, yeah. So, But I think what happened is a lot of uh, recently, a lot of articles started saying Ghostbusters 2020 
for much the same reason, and then somebody just reported it to uh, I, yeah. Remember, IMDb if, was updated. Yeah, if you're signed up to IMDb, oh god, let's let's be fair. Internet Movie Database has had a third Ghostbusters movie up and down and up and down and up and down uh-huh. up and down yeah. up and down about six times over the last 20 years so and and very curiously a lot of up and coming actors played Ewoks in Return of the Jedi come on but <laughs> uh, that's the other thing I'd like to this has nothing to do with it actually no it does because if you go through the first two movies now uh, actually the th- 2016 has much the same problem uh, i it used to be Internet Movie Database needed some way to verify stuff. Right. But yeah. now a lot of people are like, I'm third man on the left and, <laughs> and answer the call. It's like, and they're like, you know, so-and-so, third man on the left, uncredited. Uncredited, like, well, yeah. Uh, especially in big crowd scenes that gets a little cumbersome. But so anyway, so no, I don't Anyways. think I don't think it's called Ghostbusters 20. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe it will be called. But that just doesn't seem... It kind of seems like the antithesis it, to what this movie is because they're kind of yeah. hearkening to nostalgia. So putting a 2020 on it makes it feel like something else. I'm uh, telling you, it's going to be, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be uh, Ghostbusters colon is really yeah. what it's going to come down to. You know, Ooh. like Ghostbusters colon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey but yeah. Siri, remind me to make an appointment for uh, <laughs> for a. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, anyways, so. I don't. I don't know. Um, putting numbers after stuff, uh, it only seems to work in very specific situations. And I, even though I know, like, let's put it this way: Ghostbusters two already felt kind of weird. Do you know what I mean? It was okay to call it Ghostbusters 2, but I think that whole rigmarole with the, the, the new logo and all that really just kind of put a weird spin on things that yeah, I, I yeah. don't... I, I, I feel like if they go Ghostbusters 3, it's just going to feel weird. That's not even taking into account answer the call and stuff like that. Like, I just... It feels more to me... Like, I don't know, flip a coin. They're either going to call it... God, see, this is the thing because they called the last one Ghostbusters and then put the differentiator on later. That, that it was a, call yeah, late in the game call. change. Yeah. So either they do that right out the gate, or they call the no, they can't call it just Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters three feels weird. Ghostbusters twenty twenty. It sounds like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like it's right. just yeah. I think I think it's just gonna have to be Ghostbusters uh, semicolon or something. Colon, yeah, right? the return or origin or what? It, like what? Yeah. I mean, neither of those are what it's gonna be. Obviously, <laughs> those are stupid. But, um, but no, they're not stupid. It's just if you call it Ghostbusters: The Return, Sholly Fish is gonna <laughs> get paid, yeah. paid a pile of money. <laughs> Uh, which I'm not against. I'm just saying I don't think a studio's going to worry no, about it no, too much. No, 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 Yeah. I, and uh, we also live in an era where putting a number is sort of passe. Like, I mean. It is. It, yeah. you, you see that and you associate it like Star Trek 7 or all of the, the jokes in the, the critic, you know, that the yeah. Jaws 16. Um, Star Trek Into Darkness. and Yeah, uh, exactly. So it's always. Uh, Title or, subtitle now, or you can watch the Fast and the Furious series. Bend over backwards to find that weird line between. We're not giving it a number. We're totally giving it a number. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so IMDb is wrong. 
Um, <laughs> I don't trust it. I've never trusted Internet Movie Database. And no, I still don't trust Internet Movie Database. I don't. Let's put it this way. The Internet Movie Database, for a five-year period, had a trivia entry saying that there was a continuity error because you could see the Coke can uh, change position in Dana's fridge. And it's like, yeah, uh, no, two different cans in a pan and scan version. <laughs> and then the minute a widescreen came out, somebody informed Internet Movie Database, not a continuity error. The camera's looking at two different ca- uh, different can and two different angles. It's like... Yeah, that's that's my favorite uh, part is when you try to correct an error on IMDb and they're like, well, no, we can't change that. We can't delete that. We can't... Yeah, can't yeah. change that, but idiot with smudge on his face in the background <laughs> eating ice cream uncredited gets in there. Like, I don't... Yeah. Uh, And I say that with all due respect to a large number of our friends who are extras in all these movies. Um, uh, I I love knowing you're all there. I'm just saying it's kind of gotten, especially on the old movie, like a lot of working actors, something changed because it just wasn't there for the longest time. And then the last two years, it is just filled up with I was there too, right? Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, well, let's let's keep let's keep the film geeking out uh, that that naturally occurs when you're talking about IMDb. Uh, I think uh, because <laughs> did somebody want to get all technical? Can I? Can I did please? Somebody, yeah, you can. Go for it. So so Eric Steelberg, uh, who if you don't follow him on Instagram, as I've mentioned a few times before, uh, follow him not just because of all of the Ghostbuster stuff, but follow him because he takes amazing shots. Like he's been taking some incredible photos uh, with them being up in Calgary. But um, he over July 4th weekend, he got a little giddy and in turn, it made me a little giddy because they were prepping the cameras for shooting. (laughs) And he posted in his Instagram story. A just a, a pan down their A camera uh, with the the Ray Parker Jr. theme song playing, and it, it, to to film tech nerds, to to gadget people like myself and and others, uh, it was one of those things where I was stopping and pausing just to see like, oh, what oh is that? A, they put an ND on there? What's you know? Uh, right. But uh, so they will be shooting digital. That's what this revealed is they will be shooting on the Ari Alexa LF cameras, which are kind of the new. The new hotness, like Shape of Water, was filmed on the Ari Alexa LF, and um, ba- basically they are this unbelievable new digital format that allows you to shoot in 4K. Uh, you can immediately apply it to IMAX because it's a large format camera. It's got a huge Ooh. sensor. Um, you know, f- for all of the people who turn their noses to shooting digital, that this is kind of the answer. Like this is the 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 camera that replicates film as as much as humanly possible um so it's right on the edge of has has well no if you're shooting in 4k 4k is still not like true film grain yet is it not quite i mean they still end up you know treating that you know in the digital intermediate they end up doing some things to kind of replicate some of that film grain look right um but uh, but I mean you know with with that image you're getting something so sharp and yeah. uh, and with zero light at this point you can be shooting in total darkness and still be getting an image. Uh, so yeah. I mean and it also makes sense because how many times has Ackroyd been hammering home like well you know Paul Feig did it but it was too expensive too expensive too expensive so obviously they need to find ways to uh, economize on this this film and if as much as I want them to shoot on. 35 millimeter 70 millimeter film it's just not cost effective anymore because uh, no nobody nobody makes the film nobody processes the film anymore and it just ends up being 
uh, really expensive. Um, so, so yeah. anyway, it's, they're <clears throat> shooting it digital. I'm, there's a, there's a lot of advantage shooting digital and then handing it off to your effects guys and yeah, yeah. lots of money saving in, in going digital. And, and you know, uh, point, point in case, you know, when we were at FanFest and Jason Reitman was talking about they were going through the dailies for the original film and his editor is already working on the film and I'm sure is already in Calgary with an edit suite set up. So they'll be ingesting dailies and, and cutting the film as they're going and it's yeah. advantageous for Jason to be like, oh, I need to go back and get this or, you know what, that's not really working. We need to find something else to do. So it, it's it's great for them in the long run because they can craft a better movie uh, without having to do extensive like, reshoots and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty nimble. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a technical nerd like you are, but I'm. <clears throat> how do I put this? I was very early on kind of okay with with um, with going digital, uh, particularly because in in my idiot luddite sort of way too there was kind of a an overlap where even though the digital cameras weren't great it still had to go to a theater on film stock right so yeah so you still had kind of this film feel it had to be transferred yeah it had to be transferred over and now that we're living in the digital era the cameras have kind of caught up do you know what i mean like yeah oh uh, man the cameras are I mean, I'm trying to remember the first digital film I saw. It was probably Attack of the Clones, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That had to have been, but and and it definitely did feel. It it felt off, but you know, everything about the prequels kind of felt off. So you kind of attribute that to to that too. But I didn't pay much attention. I remember seeing the the one of the Hobbits when they were making the big deal out of it being 48 frames a second, right? Was, the higher frame rate, which this uh, I. I, I do not have a doubt in my mind. They're not going to do the higher frame rate. Like this will be no. good old fashioned, you know, 24 P 2398. Um, but yeah, well, let's put it this way. Everybody he's hired has a, a classic film aesthetic. Yeah. He certainly knows old film and, you know, enjoys old film. Um, so yeah, I think even though they are working with a digital toolbox, they'll still be looking at it you know, with that old film mindset. Yeah. And, well, uh, and we'll I, try to, we'll try to output it to us with, uh, with a lot of that. I, I, I bring shape of water up very specifically because a, it's, it's a beautiful, I say what you will about the actual story uh, of the film, but it, it is a beautiful looking film as all of Guillermo's movies are. Um, and shot on this exact same camera has all of the same dark creepy tones to it you can really play with the shadows and the darks and uh and the color is is wonderful and so when you take a look at that teaser trailer that they shot uh which has that same sort of creepy aesthetic like i i think this is is going to be fine like for all the people that are like i don't want them to shoot it digitally i think it's going to be fine and if it's any consolation they are shooting on panavision anamorphic lenses which to Anybody out there that doesn't care about lenses or uh, or, or photography, uh, I'm sure you've already shut us off, and I'm sorry. But <laughs> but but shooting. I mean, Panavision. Panavision is what the first two original films were shot on. The Panavision film cameras, and yeah. uh, so uh, the lenses still remain, and the lenses still get you that filmic look. And the anamorphic lens gets you quite a bit of of real estate for these big sweeping shots, which we were talking about earlier. Uh, if they're you know, shooting out in the middle of nowhere, uh, rural uh, Calgary during an awesome thunderstorm, you're really going to feel that that sense of scope. So, yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, at any rate, it's it's a tiny detail. These are the kind of things that uh, either you loved or hated when uh, they were happening on the Answer the Call uh, production front. And I would sit here and gush about like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, X, Y, or Z happened. And <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really hear either way. So if if, uh, if you hated it, you didn't tell me. And if you loved it, you didn't tell me either. So it's okay. But uh, so, so anyway, follow Eric uh, Steelberg on Instagram and uh, you will not be disappointed. And, and you can kind of go through his back catalog for some of his, you know, shots and perfect frames that he has from his, his uh, previous features. And he's, he's just, he's a very versatile DP. So it's, it's going to be a great looking movie. Um, is there really only one more thing? Okay. So there's one more thing. And then what we'll do is we'll get into the voicemails and the, the Japanese uh, uh, audio track here, but uh, Ernie Hudson, and I've looped this into the Ghostbusters 2020 discussion because, of course, it came up because he's Ernie Hudson and everybody asks him. Uh, but uh, he was in Syracuse this past week, and yes, he was asked about if he was cast in the, the new movie, and no, he kind of gave the same stock answer, like, well, you know, I'm just waiting for a deal to close kind of thing. Um, but what I thought was pretty cool, Chris, is that he got he got a full reception in front of City Hall where uh-huh. he was wearing his flight suit and the mayor of Syracuse was holding up a canister of, of slime and, and thanking uh, Ernie Hudson for ridding a uh, city hall of pes- pesky poltergeists. And uh, it, it was just, I, I love this attention that Ernie's getting. I don't know why, but I'm just tickled that this happened. And I love seeing all the photos and the video and, and yeah. everything of, of Ernie. Cause he just, he's beaming. He's got like the biggest, I mean, he's always got the biggest smile on his face, but this well, one he, in particular was yeah. pretty cool. He's earned it too. He's he's of all of them. He was the first one to really kind of get out amongst the the hoi polloi. Um, and I think the reason all of us are so happy for it is because people grump about it all the time. <laughs> we we can't change history, which is uh, you know the 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 original movie is what the original movie is. The the old posters is what the old posters is like. Ernie, Ernie's, <laughs> Ernie's, uh, 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 what's the term I'm looking for here? Contractual, uh, yeah, his, his paid ad statement in his contract. His of, that, his, it's, yeah. all, it's all built in. And, and even, even now these days changing it is not like, cause people are still like, oh, they put a thing out and he's, yeah, you know, some of them Ernie was Hudson? on it, some of them yeah. he's not. And it's uh, just, Trust me, he should absolutely be on everything. I just, most places don't want to bother to jump through the hoops to do it. So the fact that he gets all this attention now, um, it kind of, it. Uh, I don't think anybody doesn't know <laughs> that he's a Ghostbuster, do you know what I mean? But yeah. it feels like at least it's, it, we're acknowledging it over and over and over again every chance we get because he's, you know, making it out to the shows. And, uh, you know, Syracuse, New York is uh, uh well, frankly, they didn't give him a key to the city, nor did they name a street after him. So, frankly, I think the whole thing was a waste. And and if I was him, I'd be upset. No. <laughs> yeah, why, was, why is there not a, a Hudson Street or an early yeah. Hudson Street? Or, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was great because he was not only there, but uh, at least one or two franchises that were going to the con uh, were in attendance. So, really... It was a it was a spooktacular event. Ah, right. The headline writes itself. It yeah. certainly did. Well, for the eighteenth time. I I mean yeah, it, it's funny. I don't did we talk about it on the show, Chris? That that whole comment at Fan Fest, you know, when they did the eighty four cast reunion, and 
I think Anthony Bresnikan asked about casting Ernie Hudson and, and Ivan, you know, talked about how he was charismatic and they had worked together uh, previously. And, but then Dan went into this long thing about, well, you know, uh, we wanted Eddie Murphy to play the role and he would have been uh, fantastic. And I mean, can you, can you imagine what that role would have been like with Eddie Murphy? I mean, he would have been great and just keeps going and going and going and going. Yeah. And then there's this like long loaded pause and Ernie leans into his microphone and goes, gee, thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mean, it was all like Ernie took it in stride. Like that, that was yeah. a, a, a pretty, like, I, I don't think Dan realized that he was saying it the way that he was saying it. And with Ernie sitting right next to him and so yeah, on and so forth. But it's fairly well documented that, um, Dan may have some social awkwardness and uh, social cue reading yeah, <laughs> issues. His self-diagnosed uh, <laughs> Aspergers, and yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'm still dying to find out what this uh, again. We don't get into speculation, but what this whole just waiting for the contract to get sorted thing. I I I have my thoughts about it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I again, yeah, we won't we won't get into the speculation we'll get into at it. all, but I I have no doubt that the original guys are going to be in the movie. Like this is, it, it it's almost getting to the point of remember in uh, Star Trek Into Darkness and and Benedict Cumberbatch was having to dance around like, yep. wow, Khan's not in this movie. Let me tell you, Khan will definitely not be in this movie. Like, you're playing con. I know you're playing con. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> I would go back to my earlier statement that. I don't think Jason is way too clever and to to his clever idea for uh, a third movie is to do the first two again nor do I think that dad I have an idea for a third ghostbusters it's just like the first two and and Ivan <laughs> breaks out and sobs okay like no. so yeah. I, I think you're right I think there's a good chance they're all going to be there and for anybody who's hoping it means they you know, are doing more of the same. I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 there's a chance maybe they'll all still, you know, throw on the packs and all that, but, uh, I don't even think that's a foregone conclusion to be honest. I think Jason's got something in mind for them. That's a lot more character based rather than yeah. you know, franchise and iconic backpack based. So, Hi, Chris and Troy and all the ghost heads out there. Uh, this is Pablo from New York. Um, some of you may also know me on Instagram. It's called the Ghostbusters. Um, I'm calling in because I just listened to the last episode and uh, I wanted to congratulate Chris and Troy on choosing, um, as I have with some of my friends online, to minimalize the, <laughs> the um, amount of news and uh, perhaps leaks and footage that might happen over the next few months regarding GB20. Uh, I think for a lot of fans, that's something they should do, something they should aim for, because it, it'll help when we go into the film feeling, you know, we know a little about it. Maybe a teaser in a trailer, but that's it. Um, for me, at least. Uh, I will, uh, I'd like to add a uh, part for the mask that you guys mentioned. Uh, I have a list here of um, 
potential fun mashups uh, for Ghostbusters that I was thinking of uh, with other films, such as Men in Black um, and uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and other ones like obvious ones like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Polter, which was you know made into a fan film many years back. Uh, Poltergeist is given. Uh, one I haven't heard of is like Ghostbusters and American Werewolf in London. Uh, I think those two would fit fine in the same universe. Like these are ones I made based on like thinking they could all fit in the same universe. Uh, I don't. I don't want. Uh, I don't need a digital copy. I have my own. But uh, whoever wins, I hope you enjoy the the Ghostbusters DVD digi uh, digital copies. And uh, thanks for having me on. Have a nice day. Hey, Crossrip, this is Joe from the Atlanta Ghostbusters. I have some thoughts about your ideas for, you know, going in completely dark into Ghostbusters 2020. Um, I doubt I'm going to be able to follow through on that, but I'll do probably what I did for 2016, and anything that is, like, deep dives or script leaks or whatever, I'll ignore, and then anything that's more of a rumor uh, or, or just like, hey, here's the poster or whatever, uh, I'll probably pay attention to that. I'm definitely going to watch all the trailers. Uh, there are some movies I like to shut completely down on, but I got to know. I got to know what's going on so I can respond to every single person on my contact list that is going to contact me about it and ask me my thoughts on it because I'm that guy uh, to a lot of people who aren't already in it like we are. Uh, but you know, some some folks want to absorb all the info, and that's fine too. So I don't think we're going to get that complete. 1980s level shutdown where we only get things through drip feeds through uh, magazines and, and newspapers and whatnot. Uh, you know, and like when the trailer comes out, it's a surprise to everybody. I, it, that, that's definitely not going to happen. But you know, it's a, it's a fun thought. It's, it's pretty romantic, and uh, hopefully, the people get the amount of exposure that they're looking for. At any rate, you guys do a great podcast. Uh, long time listener, and uh, you, uh, see you on the other side. Hello, Chris and Troy. I am quietly hunting vampires, and I'm here to announce the Ontario Ghostbusters secondary prize in our pack raffle. We're happy to announce that our official runner-up will win a set of Now's Real Ghostbusters comics. I know what you're thinking, that this sounds amazing, that this sounds like too good a deal to pass up, and that your life may never be complete if you don't take part in this historic an unprecedented charity raffle. Well, you're right. But if you act fast and go to our website, www.ontarioghostbusters.ca, you too can get your raffle tickets before our draw on August 25th. We would like to thank our erudite and angelic media sponsors, Ghostbusters News, and this very podcast for helping our charities Visions of Science, and Street Cats Animal Rescue to save fluffy animals and inquisitive young minds. As you wish. Until next time, I am quietly hunting vampires and... Gotta go. Hi Chris and Troy, this is Mario from the Alberta Ghostbusters, calling from Edmonton. I'm not gonna blabber about the news of the casting additions to GD20, even though that's pretty sweet. Rather, I wanted to congratulate you guys on the fan commentary track on the new Ghostbusters 35th Anniversary Edition Steelbook. Well, firstly, I really thought the commentary was competent, interesting, and funny. 
I enjoyed the trivia from the production and the lore, as well as pointing out those details on the corners of the screen that we often miss. Uh, hearing your descriptions of the LA shooting locations really brought me back to the time I visited them during FanFest with my fellow Alberta friends Jordan and Dustin. And in terms of identifying recurring extras, Chris sounded like he almost knew him personally. So just from the commentary, you guys might even have a few t-shirt worthy lines of your own. Secondly, a highlight for me was hearing Sean Bishop's perspective on the movie props and the Echo One. I can tell you that for those of us who built proton packs and ghost traps, we really owe him a debt of gratitude. In fact, Martin Caron from Hector One Quebec and I were talking about that in terms of the car replicas while we were waiting in line at the Globe Theatre for the Fantastic movie showing. Thirdly, I wanted to say that I loved Ashley's and Chris's shout-outs to the True North Strong and Free, as well as the nods to our sister franchises from around the world. Since we all volunteer so much of our time uh, for charity events and for our hobbies, I thought this was a classy move indeed. I truly thought the panel represented us well, and hats off to Eric Reich and Ghost Corps for offering the fans a voice in this very release. Lastly, it was a pleasure to meet Chris at FanFest around the time of the director's panel. I would have loved to have met Troy as well, but hopefully we can arrange something in the future. Anyways, take care, fellas. Hey there, guys. This is Ivan Shablowski of the Arkham Ghostbusters. Long-time listener, second-time caller. I just wanted to say that latest episode is the most articulate and informed you have ever sounded. Keep up the good work. Oh, no. 
voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, how are we? Uh, how are we supposed to interpret that voicemail from Ivan at the the Arkham Ghostbusters? <laughs> that we sounded articulate. Thanks. Do we normally yeah. not? Uh, well, I am the mushmouth uh, Canadian of the of the two of us. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I, nothing's changed. I mean, <laughs> is it the mountain air? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> maybe that's it. Or uh, or maybe. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think after five years of doing this that you and I have kind of hit our our stride. Like we we kind of pick up on each other's cues and we know when yeah. to jump in. And uh, maybe yeah. he just hadn't tuned in for a while, or or maybe he's just trolling us and whatever. Maybe. But I'd like to think that after five years, I've gotten better at the uh and the um because uh, if I haven't, this has been a complete and utter waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but feel free to continue calling us and telling us when we sound more articulate and informed than we ever have before, because that'll just boost our egos a little bit more. But yeah, uh, sure. Anyway, so uh, sl- slow week, Chris. But uh, you have any final thoughts uh, for this here episode? <laughs> uh, one that uh, when last week's episode went out, uh, a bunch of people kind of jumped in on uh, social media and all that, talking about. Uh, remember we posed the question movies that you could uh, you know would situate themselves well if if you wanted to pretend that they were in the same same universe as, as Ghostbusters like uh, uh, Ghostbusters and Avengers not so well because even though they're yeah. both in New York Avengers has a lot of stuff going on but Men in Black and Ghostbusters does fit together quite nicely as an example um, and uh, somebody uh, brought up um what was it? Poltergeist? Uh, that was my favorite. I think that's going to be the winner of oh, that's, our, our that's contest. It, absolutely. But no, this was... Um, somebody brought up uh, the cartoons that... Uh, oh, what is it called? Something... Danny Phantom? 
Oh, Dan yeah, Danny Phantom. What was it? Oh, Power Rangers was one of the other ones that somebody yeah. thought would be good. But so, yeah, Danny Phantom was was another. Uh, I another... hadn't considered that. I don't know that. It, I, if to me, I don't think I would. It doesn't feel like it would fit with the <clears throat> the movies. I, maybe I'm just being kind of a, a live action versus a cartoon snob on it. But it got me thinking that you could do the exact same. Uh, thinking with the cartoons as well because obviously uh ghostbusters there was the men in black uh the men in black had a cartoon yeah. again so that naturally fits danny phantom uh at which point it's like gravity falls fits maybe pretty good oh, like okay interesting it, it gets yeah. a little weird because the rules and this is why i think you have to separate them the rules are <sighs> There's different types of cartoons, right? It's, I don't think you can put a Looney Tunes with the real Ghostbusters, but there are cartoons that, even though they get kind of wacky, have, uh, uh, I don't know, a different tonal weight to them sort of thing. So I think you could throw Gravity Falls and a Rick and Morty in with the real Ghostbusters, and they could run along just fine. You know what I mean? Like the idea of uh, it, Rick and Morty... I mean, think about it. E have the real Ghostbusters. How many times did Egon and Ray put together a weird little contraption? <laughs> now, obviously, it took them a little bit longer, and which suggests maybe Rick's uh, operating on a different level. But I think the two could run along nicely. It was a nice. It was a yeah. nice. Uh, I hadn't even considered it. That's kind of an important distinction, I guess. If if we if we consider real Ghostbusters, yeah, Rick and Morty. That's one that you could see the two of them interacting pretty easily. Uh, yeah. So then I got to want like. Boy, TMNT, what else is like Ninja Turtles has already been done in the in the IDW comics, so that's why I never kind of went there. But yeah, well, I guess yeah, they could kind of live on their own. But again, oh, they don't. They, are you all right? Yeah, we're good. Just hit you my knee on my desk. That's, that felt good. <laughs> Carry on. I'm just gonna. Oh. Uh, yeah. So now I just go. I'm just gonna spend my time sitting in the shower dreaming up what cartoon goes well with the real Ghostbusters yeah and and thanks to everybody who who uh, reached out after last week's episode and uh, and hit us with your your thoughts and suggestions uh, we will notify the winners uh, through social media uh, that way you can get your digital code I actually ended up with a second digital code so uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick two winners because there you go. we're just that generous um, but, uh, oh, and then a quick public service announcement to anybody who still wants a, uh, cross rip patch. Uh, we still have a very select few that are available. If, uh, you head over to our, our shop, ghostbustershq.net slash shop, uh, or search for the, uh, cross rip patch on Etsy, you can pick those up, uh, because they're going fast, man. Like yeah. Chris, you, how many did you run total? Uh, it was a run of 200. True. I, I am I looking think. at our supply and it is dwindling fast. Yeah, we're down but to I'm like a, a dozen now, or so here. I'm not. I'm, we talked about this before. I'm not making the ugly Christmas uh, sweater vest uh, version of the <laughs> of the of the patch until all the rest are gone. So yeah. So if you uh, if you want future patches, uh, we got to sell <laughs> these first. I guess is what we're saying. But uh, so yeah, uh, go go to the shop and pick those up if you want one. Because uh, as I said, they are going fast and supplies quantities are limited. But uh, we certainly wish that everybody that was listening could have one. Uh, but we're 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 not we're working on our richness. We're working on winning the lottery. 
we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't think we'll, it'll happen. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be happy if the uh, if we keep the server on. That's it. <laughs> that's that's we'll, exactly. We'll aim low for now. That's the goal here is if you want to keep hearing our lousy voices, uh, we just have to pay for the server. But um, all right. Well, uh, until next week, uh, a light week, but we did have some fun stuff to talk about. Next week, I'm sure we'll bring more uh, goodness for you to listen to in your ear holes. Uh, but uh, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. We're so